Welcome to another episode of Wicked Smart. I am your host, Lucas Bean, and I got my amazing co-host over here, Brad from NFT Now, Director of Blockchain Technology over here, and our special guest today. We've had her on before. She's an amazing, brilliant force in the space. Highly recommend her. She is a, She's just really, really good people. Susan! What's going on? Uh, I have so much fun talking to you. I'm really excited about this one. I think I'm going to be on a bunch of Twitter spaces this evening. And uh, it's great. I missed it. I spent a couple of days not doing much Twitter spaces because I'm so busy with the team and everything else. So I, you know, my voice came back, but um, but I've missed it. I needed to get back up on stage and talk. You do. I love it when you're up on stage, too. You have so much to say. You have such great, exper- well-rounded experience in the gaming business too. I obviously appreciate Thank it. I, I didn't spend as much time in the gaming space as you did, of course. But you know, once you spend like a couple of years, that's that's long enough sometimes, especially when you launch a couple of AAA games and some D, uh, DLC games and all sorts of mobile and social games. So it's definitely fun times. Let's talk about, let's get right into, I want to say Mintify is going to give us the report, but he just can't make it up here. I don't know what's going on, but he's having some major technical issues. He has not been able to make it up in the last couple episodes, and I'm very disappointed in his market reports these days. So that's okay. Let's move on. Josh Ong's in the audience. I want to give a shout out to Josh real quick. What's up, Josh? Haven't seen you for a while, man. Glad to have you back in the spaces and stuff like that. Met him in Vegas. Really good dude. Josh and I are going to meet up at NFT New York. We have not met in person. I promise. I promise merch. Anyone who's coming to NFT New York, I've got some cool stuff, cool swag. So all 15 people that are going to NFT New York, you will have enough swag for. I I, promise. promise, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you're good. You're, you might have some extra. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. NFT New York is amazing. I've never had a bad time in NFT New York. Everybody, kind of like fuds it a lot. And I, I really think there's a lot of cool stuff that goes on there that people just don't either just don't want to say is good or I don't know what the case is, but I, I actually, I have a good time there. I, I spoke to the last one, didn't speak at the first one that I went to in 2021, but I had a great time both times. So you can't really go wrong. I don't think you can go wrong with it. So I, I had a blast last year. Um, you know, it was long, long, long before I mint, obviously. And, um, I was mainly hanging out with a lot of our investors there, but, uh, and, and look, I, I, I am, I consider myself a New Yorker. I lived in New York. Um, I was wondering where right, that I accent was from. I'm like, it sounds like a New York accent, but I didn't want to like yeah, say anything I, just in I case. Born there. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Pennsylvania. I went to college in Boston and then I lived in San Francisco during the dot-com one boom. And then I moved to New York literally a few months after September 11th, which was a wild time to move there. And then LA. So I kind of been all over the, I know I'm in Wales. So, um, but I consider myself first and foremost a New Yorker for, you know, it's the city I've always felt most at home in. Um, so you'd think I would know better, but still I ended up booking a hotel, you know, right on, right on the edge of Bowery and Soho, like just for, you know, because it's a fun spot. And I was all, I'm, I spent all my, like my half my, my, you know, week in, in, uh, Ubers. And I spent a freaking fortune on Ubers that week. I remember just thinking, Jesus Christ, like everything was a zigzag of the city. I mean, I went to the, I went to Ape Fest and then I had to go from Ape Fest all the way up to Koreatown for a dinner. And, uh, 
you know, so I really, I stayed, I stayed there for like a half hour. I totally missed like Eminem being there and stuff, which really sucked. So I lost all credibility with my son and then, um, and then had to go all the way back up to Koreatown. So I'm hoping I do a better job this year. I haven't booked a hotel yet of booking something a bit more central. Nice. That's a good idea. I almost went to NFT New York this year and I really, really wanted to go. It's just that all these major projects pulled out. They, they are just not doing events anymore. Um, there there's no like crazy activations like they usually do and it's not like i go there for that purpose but you know it is definitely it adds the it draws more of a crowd when you know all these crazy cool activations like cool cats last year was pretty amazing um brad you were with me when we went to cool cats right yeah dude that was crazy right it was really it was really cool there's no doubt about it obviously it was made for a much younger demographic um, that we, we had a community manager with us. I think she was like 20 and she was like in a playground, like running around, like doing these like obstacle course. I was like, wow, this is so not, I would definitely not do the obstacle course. <laughs> she did it like six times. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, she's really, she's very eager. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a really cool scenario. Uh, so it definitely works. People love it. People love the activations and I don't think people are just, people are just not spending a lot of money on events in the, this market. And it's funny. I just saw a tweet from a friend of mine. Uh, hey, Josh is here. What's going on, Josh? I haven't seen Josh in like 27 years, man. He's too busy with uh, his sky project. I love it. man. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a member of sky, of sky broke. I was very flattered when, uh, when Josh uh, invited me to it and yeah. what a great community, you know, I he's a great a guy. Time. Josh is a great guy in general. Like I've never, I've Do you know never, what I love about Josh? And yeah. I will say it here with him in the room. We frequently <laughs> disagree on stuff. Yeah, that's what I like about him too. Like you could disagree with him, but he's respect. Yeah, you can yes. respectfully disagree. And then yes. it's like you leave it on the court. And then after you leave it on the court, you just still respect each other. And there's no like weird name calling. It's all professional. Like just, uh, you know, it's not even, a, I wouldn't even call it a disagreement. It's just a discussion, yeah. you know, and you don't have to agree on in what you're discussing. So yeah, no, I like, the, I like his takes. I like his taste. When we have an echo chamber, nothing happens. You know, couldn't like, agree we, we more. Need to disagree with each other. Respectfully sure. disagreeing and like going, you know what I mean? Like having kind of like a debate, like that is the power of like spaces. I think that's where a lot of things get worked out too. So um, it's really, really cool. Yeah. So Josh has got a great project. I like what he's doing with it. Very smart moves. And he waited. He's been in the space. I vouch. Like I, I remember early on in 2021, Josh was in these spaces, grinding away in these spaces every day, chatting with everybody. And he really got to know the lay of the land and then did what he was going to do. It's really, really smart. Josh, welcome to the stage, man. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you for the kind word. Uh, Susan, uh, it takes a lot of courage to get out there and uh, put yourself out front. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I'm always very direct. You know where you stand with me. I don't say things with uh, a lot of emotion or intent behind them. I tell people how I feel about things, and that's where it is. Been in the Pediverse Discord. I think, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't agree with the mint price, but I do firmly support Susan in the capacity of getting out in front. It is brutal to deal with uh, unhappy people when you've put years of work into something. So, if from an emotional standpoint, I, I give you a ton of credit for showing up every day. Uh, mint price, don't agree with, still minted. Happy uh, to do it. Yeah, happy to support you as a fellow uh, Skybrook member, but uh, I like what you're building. I think that it's it, very good that you're showing up and 
you know, at this point, a lot of founders would back off from that. So I give you a ton of credit on that. Word up. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, I was gonna say thanks for coming up, Josh, too, man. It's been a while. We haven't chatted. So I'm I'm glad you're up here in uh, in spaces and stuff, too. Good times. Um, so does the does Pataverse want to come up too and join the stage and talk about the uh, talk about the project a little bit or I think I think that's Beth, my my uh, oh. marketing oh, uh, word. running Pataverse network. Um so uh, so she might totally. Um, yeah, you guys can come up here and like like basically double team it and we can actually all have like a nice discussion about like what's going on. What people yeah, because you know what? I, look, jo- jo- Josh hit the nail. You know, obviously, there's an elephant in the room of talking about how things are going this week, and uh, I, I am not shy, and uh, I do want to talk about it, and um, and I want to talk about you know our takeaways so far from the week. You know, if I may, look here. Here's the thing, and uh, and it's great to see so many have shown up. We got like 345 people in here. Uh, it's 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 uh it's it's great to talk about what's going on. We we went out here in a very calculated fashion. We said, do you know what? Look at all these projects that mint out in like 20 seconds and almost immediately their floor price falls through the floor because there's nothing there. You know, 99% of projects have literally nothing that you can do with them. And so if you hype the hell out of that and then you launch and you've got nothing to do, then obviously it's going to largely fall. And I think that's part of the reason why most of the blue chip projects are, are old now, you know, and they came out during... <clears throat> during a different market and no one wants to see them fall through the floor. So ultimately you do vote with your bags a little bit. You'll be critical, but you don't want to see the floor price drop. And so, um, so I think that that's why so many of these, these projects have been around there so long. And so, but for new projects that are trying to do the same thing, if you don't have something to back it up, it's very difficult to maintain it. And so we said, we didn't want to take that approach. We wanted to come out here. Um, you know, yes, it, it was an awful week and in retrospect we probably should have pushed our launch and not launched on top of bank fiascos and usd fiascos and everything else but you know on the other hand it really helped us to identify who cares about this project right now and i said this you know from the beginning that look we have a we have a big whitelist i know in this market it doesn't really mean that much it's very easy to put your name down for a whitelist and have it not matter but we're finding out who really cares and you know the Discord that we've set up, the, the the gated Discord within our Discord, is it feels like it's Woodstock in there. I cannot tell you how invigorating it is to go in there and see a bunch of passionate people who've been following this project for so long, saying, you know, let's fucking go. What do we have to do to spread the word? And that's how we feel too. We, you know, we raised, you know, money a year ago. My investors have been incredibly supportive this week and saying, you know what? <laughs> this is the tip of the iceberg. They know how much we've built and how much is coming. And so, you know, what what bothers me is that we're in a space where everyone says they're fed up with rug pulls. They want something that matters. They don't want to flip. They want to see instant, immediate value. And we said, okay, we got that. We built that. We built it and we're ready to go. And then still the noisy people are the flippers. And it's like, you know, but I don't want the flippers. I don't want anyone coming here to make a buck off of the floor price. It was never what it's about. And so instead, our takeaway this week was, you know what? I'm going to hug the hell out of the people who did get it. Even if it's less than we thought it was going to be, we're going to continue to give them opportunities to, to, to get in this week and be a part of a real I don't want to I don't want to be a platitude here, but a revolution in thinking about Web3. 
and changing the space for the better so that it is welcoming to the mass market. And if people believe in that, I want them to come in. You know, we decided not to discount the price. Instead, we said, you know what, we're going to discount it to the people who cared. So if you buy three, we're giving you one free, which effectively brings the floor price down for you. If you buy one this week, we're going to make sure you get at least a rare pet. Um, if you buy, if you, if you bought before today, you're going to potentially get one of the two rarest pets that we held back, these celestials. Um, and so that's what I want the community to get used to is if you came along with a ride for me this week, because you believe that this is important, then, then I'm going to give you the fucking world on the back of this. You will always be the most important people to our team. And we will show that to you over and over and over again. I like it. What is the mint price? If people don't know, what is the price? It's point one, point, point one 0.15 ETH. Okay. Uh, and if you it's not, it's, them, yeah, it's yeah. not point nine one one, which is, that's a good thing, but no, uh, exactly. And so I it's really, not a Porsche, I'm going to be honest. I, I had people saying it should have been more because you know, this, 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 this cat, right? This is the only true Genesis collection. We're building other pets, but this one, you're going to have to have one of these to breed other pets in the future. Like we, we say this is really like the master key and we're gonna continue to reward this this group, however big it is, over and over and over again. And, um, and so that's why it felt really weird to drop a price on something that important. It felt better to say, you know what? Let's figure out how many they are and then we'll move forward. We'll have more collections. We have mass market in mind. This was something really specific. This was about who wants to build with us and be a part of this. We almost shouldn't even call it the cat collection. It should have been join the, you know, join the the, the community, join the, you know, the, the inner circle of what we're building and be a part of it. You know, I'm doing fireside chats starting Friday every single week with the community. I want to know them all by name. Um, that and and so in some ways maybe it's good that it's a smaller group because I want to know everyone by name. If I if I do something or change something, I will talk about why. That's the number one problem in this space, is a lack of accountability and transparency. And I plan to change that. Yeah. Question to you: Is that app going to be ready? So I mean, I don't. It is. Okay. It that's is. Great. It is. Yeah. It's great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing that I think a lot of people were asking too: is what's going to be ready. When yes. you mint, what's going to be ready? What's not going to be ready? Like what's yeah. down the line, all that stuff. Yeah, let me let me walk you through that. So when you come back to reveal, and it's killing me not to pull up the reveal because I really want everyone to see this. When you get to the reveal, you'll come back to our website. You'll see a, 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 vid a video unique to your pet um, where you get to meet your pet for the first time. He's going to come out of the shadows and you'll see him and you'll be able to keep that video and share it to social media. And you'll get some other assets too. You'll get your PFP. But immediately... On the same page, you'll be able to go into 60 FPS web WebGL browser experience with all with any pets that you bought. You'll be able to browse between them, and then you'll immediately be able to go to the App Store to grab for free uh, an Android uh, slash App Store app. And we're one of the few projects that's been approved by Apple already, largely probably because it's probably the best use case that anyone will have ever seen of lidar on an iPhone Pro. Your cat gets to jump up next to you and run off around the corner. All of this is immediately at Mint. Like, has I don't think anyone has ever like had the audacity to try to pull that off at Mint before. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Josh. You had your hand up. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I'm looking at, and if this is a pass, I, I'm totally okay with it. This is your space, but I think 
it actually could be beneficial to your mint and to your project. Would you be okay with me asking some of the harder questions that I'm hearing from the undercurrent? Because I know a 100%. lot of people are just... Okay. 100%. Yeah. I, I don't want to feel like I'm coming up and attacking you, but I genuinely believe that half the people here want to hear those questions, and I think it will benefit you and your brand. It, one, of the, one of the biggest things that I hear is just a disconnect. The biggest thing is not the technology. It's not what it is but a disconnect on price and demand. And so at this point in time, what is most important to you? Is it most important that you get 5,000, 7,000 users, or is it most important that you hold this price point because you want people to value your technology that you built? You know, we never needed this mint to 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 pay the bills. Um, so it was never about that. You know, that was why we raised funding. The mint doesn't begin to cover the costs of what we paid to get to where we are. Um, I we wanted and want this mint to be about, as I said, the the sort of the inner circle, the beginnings of something that you know is a is a is a hundreds of years plan really and you know in terms of when we talk about immortal pets and the point of this project and you know we'll have plenty of collections and we have plans in the works for how we start to get to the mass market because 25 million people played Nintendogs. I don't want this to always be something just exclusive. Like Tesla started with a sports car and then eventually got the price down and everyone else came on board. That's been our approach here is this might not be for everyone. And, and we are okay with that. If, if you want to be a part of this, if you value, you know, the, what we're trying to build here and what, we've de- what we're delivering immediately, then that's great. I would rather have a smaller group of those people than, than to come down on that. Um, and or at the very I, I least, I'd rather reward people like we're doing with this sort of four for the price of three who are, who are going all in with us. I think there's a disconnect between your team and the value proposition and what you internally see and what the public sees. I think that there's definitely a disconnect there. And with that, that begs the next question of if there are 7,000 of these, if 6,000 of them get deposited into the Dow, what happens with those? Are they burned? Do they get distributed over the next few years? Because as somebody who's spending two four hundred dollars depending on the price of ETH with one of these, it's you know it's in line with like a PlayStation or something. It's an expensive uh, asset that you're picking up. It's important that those people understand what's going to happen to the supply. And a big question that I hear a lot is there was a miscalculation which happens. Everyone makes mistakes. I make mistakes all the time on the demand and supply with the seven thousand. And their concern is that. How do they know there isn't another miscalculation with the 80% of supply in the Dow? That's the big question I hear. Well, the first thing that we've done to sort of alleviate concerns or to, to help people feel good about, yes, and I say the same thing, it's like the price of a PlayStation, is that we decided that to remove uh, uncommon pets from what you can get from unboxing. So you will definitely get something that's rare, epic, or legendary. And that means we'll have this, this, this tranche of uncommon pets. Um, and we are going to discuss that with the community. I've already been talking with the community on Discord about this, about ideas we have about what we want to do with that. Uh, we'll never let it go before the below the floor price. 
Uh, we do think that as people, and I don't ever want to promise anything because this isn't a security, so I don't ever want to promise that things are going to go up. But logically speaking, you know, we have a roadmap now over the course of the next six to nine months of things that we've, you know, we already have funding for that we're building and going to come out. And so my hope is that the floor price, you know, will go up as, as all of these use cases uh, come out there. Um, the other thing that we, we said this morning is that we do plan to airdrop as people are holding on to these these pets to our community. So everything is going to be about re rewarding the existing community. We think it's incredibly important because, yeah, a lot of projects are making mistakes on price point right now. And the worst thing that you can do is penalize the people who actually cared and who were willing to, to, to pay that price for it. And so we won't do anything to hurt our existing collectors. Yeah, because, look, it, everyone makes mistakes here. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's... I'm not going to hide the elephant in the room. This is the biggest thing. This is what people are asking. I'm in alpha mm -hmm. groups. What's being said? Um, what outside of being a high-end tech operation, from not from what you've built standpoint, but from me as the user, what should I expect as a level of enjoyment? Take the floor price out. I don't care about that. In the next six months, what should I expect from you and your team? I love that you've asked that question. So, yeah. So here's here's what's happening. Um, immediately at unboxing, like I've said, you're going to have access to the Mimatron app. The Mimatron is a uh, bleeding-edge AR app that is primarily meant for sharing to social media. As opposed to showing off your PFP, you get to show off your, you know, your amazing pet. Um, within a month after unboxing, we're going to start letting people have access to the VR experience on the Oculus Quest 2. We've already shown off videos. It's already fully functional. Um, and we, you know, we were making it available only to the Genesis collectors. Um, we have breeding well along in development now and being architected. Breeding, when it comes out, will be, once again, specific to the Genesis holders. You will have to have one of these pets to be able to breed. And we are in the middle of discussions of collaborations with other projects. So what's that, what that means is when someone goes to breed, they'll be able to pick from three sires that we provide or from their other pets. But how amazing is it if, for example, if you had a, a D-God in your wallet or if you had an ape in your wallet or whatever it is, if you have that in your wallet, you get access to something else that nobody else gets. And now all of a sudden, we get new things into the ecosystem based on other projects that you care about. And this becomes a step towards collaboration that's super easy and a, a reason to have both projects. So that's breeding, and that's coming um, by summertime. Um, we already hey, have hey, an hey, and I was I'm going to just say something that yeah. I hear in rumors. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but from reliable sources, I know you're talking with a lot of the bigger brands. I know that you have a cat thing going on, but I also know that the cat thing isn't the only thing. And I don't like the cat thing. It's not for me. Like, you're a friend. I bought one. It's not for me, but I do believe that you have a technology that's viable, um, and that's why I bought into this. I'm not a cat. I hate cats. It, mm -hmm. But it, um, I think Where that was there cats, is <laughs> a cat. A cat would kill me if it could. If the cat was big <laughs> enough to eat me, that's an absolute fact. We got uh, into the crux here. Like Josh that. doesn't like cats. <laughs> I'm allergic, Josh. But, so I feel I you, like dude. You. I'm allergic. <laughs> I get it. it but, but I, I do like you. I do like what you're 
building. It, um, it, and so, and I got to step off here because I got to hit some meetings, but, it, you know, that is something I've heard in the rumor mill. I don't know if it's true or not, it, um, but I have heard you're talking with a lot of people. I have heard people like your tech, whether or not people like your cats, I'm not one of them, but, um, you know, I do like the tech on the back end of what I'm seeing. Cats are just So first. thank you for having me up. Thank you for answering the question. Yeah. So, of course. All right. Yeah. Uh, Thank you two both very much. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for coming through, man. Luca, do you mind if I finish? Like, you know, no, please, go, please, please, I'd love please. To finish, finish of course. No, I'll, I'll okay. wait. Um, so, um, other than breeding, we have the next type of pet, which is already in development, and we are going to be launching the collection there um, by summertime. If you are a Genesis holder, you will be have first access to that. We're going to be introducing a new type of whitelisting that we call proof of whitelist, where you're actually going to be airdropped your whitelist token, which will be tradable and is definitive proof that you are you know, on the whitelist. Um, and then we have an experience that's akin to Tamagotchi coming. And what this is, is it's a, a pet experience that exists in the cloud. So regardless of which are experiences you go into, you'll be able to fulfill the needs of your pet. And this will be the beginnings of an inventory within this pet's metadata. And what that means is now, if you clone your pet across onto other blockchains, as we talk about in our white paper, you can take your stuff with you. You can cloud, you'll be able to cloud update your PFP based on the things that you have to, to, to put the hat on its head on your PFP, for example. You'll be able to detach them and create them as, as, as separate NFTs and sell off just the hat or sell off just the cat. So, um, so that's going to be coming later this year. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot. We also have a chat GPT uh, integration that we're working on um, as a, with, with sort of our Skunkworks team that will allow you to go on a, on a text adventure with your unique pet. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to express how much stuff is coming this year. And then on top of that, we're going to be, uh, opening up our tech stack so that anyone who wants to build a pet game will be able to do that. Anyone who wants to bring pets into their existing unity based game will be able to do that. Um, so it's, it's, it's even, if you didn't like the stuff that we have in mind to build, you'll be able to build stuff yourself. Gosh, I'm not, I'm not sure I like cats because I'm allergic, but, uh, besides that, it's, uh, you can't I like, say that with I, cool I, like, cat PFP. I know, I know. I knew, I knew you're going to, I knew people are going to give me a little grief for that. And that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, yeah, I just like, uh, I'm allergic, but I like the art of the, the, the cool cats. So I like the art. I like the art, Susan. Anybody else got some questions? How's it going, Tim? Welcome to the stage, my man. How you doing? I'm good, my brother. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I was actually thinking about something in terms of Susan. She's obviously been really successful you know, in, in the gaming industry. And coming into Web3, there's some certain traits that you realize of successful entrepreneurs or people that have succeeded in the past. It's work ethic. Like every single day on LinkedIn, on social media, on spaces, engagement, educating, uh, being part of other you know, other spaces, supporting other projects and whatnot too. But there was something I think it was a partner talked about in one of the other spaces. And I probably reflected back to Susan where she was talking about people that, you know, if their cats have passed away and it's it's such a meaningful relationship that you're able to attach these connectivity or these relationships through AR, uh, through, you know, people that have lost their, that lost their pets and, you know, had that intimate relationship and whatnot as well. So it was an interesting take listening to one of your spaces uh, because I think a lot of people connected it towards it as well. And I know in our community, we've got a lot of 
like within obviously in the DeFi world, there's a lot of meme tokens, and I think it's refreshing to have a cat project because I think it's needed in this space and whatnot too. But um, really enjoying the host, um, Lucas, as as usual, delivering an amazing space and whatnot, and I appreciate bringing me up here as well. Always, man, glad to have you. Go ahead, Susan. No, I was going to say it's great to see you, Tim. It feels like ages. Uh, good to see you on on stage. Yeah, he's good people. I vouch. Yeah, he needs an he does he needs to get rid of his Android and get an iPhone though. I mean that we have to we've already established, Tim. Hundred <laughs> percent. Brutal on the ear low eardrums over here, brother. It's a little it's twenty five to thirty percent louder on spaces, just so you know. So we gotta turn we gotta turn our our mic our uh, our headphones down when you're talking. I'm I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> just I'll definitely remember that for next time. No, you're good, dude. You're good. So. Tell us more about the Petaverse, like how it all works, because there's a lot of people in the space that don't really know what's going on. They're just here for the space because I do it on you know regular basis at nine. Let's talk about it more. Um, I'd love you to have your account to come up too. They don't have to talk, but it would be great just to have them on stage so people can actually see the pro. You know, what I mean, like see the project. I guess you could say, and yeah, and, and know the and know the and know the link, right? Know the specific Twitter handle to actually be able to follow and know that it's not the wrong one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll make sure she does. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that what's important to, to know about us is that this project is all about building immortal digital pets, not, not necessarily cats, but immortal digital pets. And um, it's really based on the problem in web two. Uh, I call this the Nintendogs dilemma, is that these experiences are were built, you know, behind walls. And in the case of Nintendogs, 25 million people played that game, and 75 million people have played with Tamagotchis. And oh they yeah, weren't... oh yeah, isn't that crazy? Tamagotchis are the 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 cat's meow, some might say, back in the, <laughs> back in the day. I just remember it so well. And like everybody's Tamagotchi died. <laughs> it's like, I don't think anybody was able to keep those things alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and there's another good point. Like pets will never die in, in the Petaverse. Uh, they will always be safe. And, and that is what we're building towards is the fact that those Nintendogs weren't ours. They belong to Nintendo, really. They're stuck in a DS. They're stuck in, a, in, a, um, in an old game. All of this is obsolete. They're even stuck in an old art style that can't be updated, you know, within that game. And so the reason for our use of blockchain, this isn't an NFT project, you know, we're starting it with the NFT, with the pet, you're buying your, your, your key into the ecosystem. But ultimately, we're trying to make it so that can't happen anymore, so that you don't have to lose access the way you did to your Nintendo or to your Tamagotchi. And so um, these pets are a really their DNA when it comes down to it, they're a blueprint of what that, that pet is. And we've created this as an open standard. And so we hope other projects will look at this and, and consider how they define their, because most NFTs don't have a lot of metadata. Some of them do. CryptoKitties had pretty rich metadata. Cool Cats has a little bit of information. So some of them do, some of them don't about what's in there. I don't just mean, does it have glasses? Does it have a hat? I mean, is it agile or clumsy? Uh, what element does it align with? Uh, what's its morality? Uh, what's its inventory? And so we've created this as a list of text, essentially, that can continue to be upgraded over time 
um, as other information needs to be known about the pet. And, and in a way that it can be dynamic and evolve and brought wherever you want it to go. So that means it doesn't matter what the blockchain is, doesn't matter what the experience is, as long as it's built on Unity, and we plan to support uh, Unreal as well, it, it's, it's, it's going to be straightforward to bring it there because we're also allowing everyone to use our tech stack. So if there's a game built on Unity, they don't have to build a pet system. They can, they can use our pet system and support these pets. If you are an indie developer, you can use our tech stack and create. Oh, okay. This is making a lot more sense to me. I love that you're saying this stuff. It's an, again, it, it makes a lot more sense to me. It's like an SDK basically for Correct. people to actually launch their own. It's like a framework, right? They can, they can go, Hey, I'm going to, you know, go do this, clone this thing and then like launch it. Um, uh, and it, uh, that's really, really smart. So imagine like, um, do you remember, uh, well, uh, what was it called? Stray, you know, the cat game stray that came out sure. and, and won awards. What we imagine is that in the future, someone could create Stray using our tech stack and then grabbing some backgrounds and assets from the Unity store. You could create a game with that. Yeah, and I like this. Yep. Right? Is there a, when they're using your tech stack, or is there like a percentage you're taking off? Like when no. it comes, okay, so it's just literally, here's our yeah. stuff, go use it for free. free. That's free. pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. This is what I really want people to get. And my concern this week is that people have very limited attention for things. They want to know what the floor price is. They want to know what the collection is. They want to know when game. And, and they don't really want to know a lot else. And, and it's frustrating because you, you can't overwhelm people with information, but also you risk, you risk that people just haven't dug in and, and don't get it. You know, when I say, when I say we're not going to rug pull, we almost can't. Like you're going to own sole license to your pet. Everyone's going to be able to use our tech stack and we built it so that they can be brought across blockchains and even reinterpreted in art styles. Like the other thing about what I just said is you don't have to use our art style. You could use our tech stack, but in your game, they need to be anime. You could reinterpret our pets in a different art style based on the same information. The same way Dolly does, you can you can reinterpret it and say to match my game, they need to be in this art style. Right, I think it's actually a pretty brilliant. Uh, I think it's one of the most brilliant projects that are out here, and I wouldn't even call it a project. This is like some of the brilliant, most brilliant technology we have in the space. No one's really done anything technology-wise in the space, right? You know, at the end of the day, it's usually something. That's, oh, you know, our technology is our art. Our technology is our community. In this case, you actually have some really innovative technology here that nobody is doing right now. Um, they might be thinking about doing it in the future, but they just, you guys are actually doing it and it's going to be available right away. Yeah. Thank so. you for understanding that. That's, it's, it's, you know, I think it's why our, our investors and our, our community that have bought in have been so supportive this week and no one is really phased by this. No one's listing them either. If you look at our floor price, no one's listing them. They're like five listed. It's because people are coming in for the right reasons. And that matters to me. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, arbitrarily just let the floodgates open for people to flip this because they're not here because of what we're building. They're here because they can, you know, make a little bit of ETH. That was never what this was about. And, you know, if I had my way, we would wait for the mass market. But, you know, we can't. We wanted to get this out there. And our hope has been and continues to be that the people who really understand Web3 technology and blockchain, you know, which isn't the mass market, would, would see as you're seeing 
how special this is. You know, we've built it. Now we just need them to come. Like it, my, my CTO over the weekend, he was like, this works. Like we've proven it works. And that's profound. If everyone's not ready to, to, to buy into that, so be it. But it freaking works. Like we should, people should be celebrating the fact that we built this and that, you know, this could change how we all think about Web3. You know, this is so collaborative. The same way you can reinterpret our metadata, we can do that to your, your cool cat or your crypto kitty. And we can make you something new within our project. That, that's what Web3 should be all about, is how do we collaborate together? How do we lift the space? Not how do we tear each other down and say, ah, you don't get it, and you should just cut your, your price. It's like, no, we should be encouraging people to build and create value and luxury, not, you know, race to the bottom. Like, yeah, that's not I agree here. with you on that one. I was just going to say, like, you know, if you want to you want to make this something where you do really want to build an audience here. You don't, I mean, a lot of people would be like, Oh, free mint, just do a free mint. And everybody will just, you know, the idea of free mint is you're going to get 90% of the, I mean, let's be honest, 90% of the people here are in it for flipping still. Like they're still here for that. Like most of the market literally that are minting NFTs are going, how can I turn this into a two or three X flip? And I mean, that is just what we're in. Like this bear market is just that they're not like during the, during the bull, like we were willing to buy things, right? Just buy things and hold on to it. But if you think of this as like, Hey, I get access, right. And you're the price point actually is, is stopping people from minting for sure. Cause of the price. But the good news is you're going to get the right people in for the right reasons because of the price also. And I see your tactic and it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's so. taken a lot of courage. I'm not going to lie. You know, this week has been a mixture of the euphoria of the fact that the right people, you know, folks who are here, um, you know, Shiltoshi, Twitter Bay, uh, Tunes, you know, all these people in the audience, like Ter Terry Schussler from Deutsche Telekom is in the audience. He's like the smartest AR guy in the business and a dear friend of mine you know these are the people who get it you know who are here because because we're freaking builders and um yeah you know what in some ways i'm glad it went this way because this feels like we're building a revolution if it had been easy you know i don't think people would be so riled up but my discord this morning was full of people saying right what are we doing next how are we going to set twitter on fire with this how are we what's the outreach what do we do next we've, we've added to our team today you know, my team is 30 people. Suddenly it's more like, you know, 130 people. And that's, that's a win, right? Yeah. That's literally what the thread I wrote the other day. It's like Twitter, like literally NFT projects have way stronger communities than any single influencer out there. There's no question that's true. And that when you actually have someone, they, when they have, like, have a vested, you know, financial vested interest in a, in a company, they want their, their, they are very interested in that company winning. And again, this is something new. I've never, there's nothing that's been done like this in the space so far that's got like something where, like, again, it, it rivals like a, a bunch of pet games in the past and um, that are, you know, wildly successful, right? Tamagotchis were wildly successful. All these things were wildly successful. And it's also animals. People love their animals more than they love people. Like, I know people that bought a cat literally rescued, oh, sorry, they call it rescued now, rescued a cat for $250 and then spent $6,000 on a surgery for the cat 
like a year later and I'm like, what are you doing? Like to me, I'm like, uh, that's not a good ROI, but to them it is. Right. You know what else though, Lucas, Lucas, when you, when you think about it, um, it's, it's a great unifier, right? Is, Pat, yep. when we think about how are we going to get to the mass market? Like you said, not only are they willing to spend money on it, everyone does it. It doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter your economic background or how broke you are. People still have pets. It doesn't matter where you live. Like it doesn't matter your age. Everybody understands the need and drive to have a pet. And so I think that where it comes to the mass market, it's something people understand. No one in no one in Web two ever accuses me of scamming people. Like I, I'm trying. I, <laughs> Dude, the, here's the deal. Even if you could literally be Mother Teresa of the NFT space, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Scam rug, scam rug." She hasn't she hasn't tweeted in in 24 minutes. That's it. She's rugged her Twitter account. Like that's just that's literally this space. They just instantly do it and. It's like there is a there are a few steps you could preemptively take to like get certain communities involved and like do like work with you and then like I guess kiss the right rings and you would be minted out already. Um, and then there's ways of doing it the natural way, which is this way. And I think this way is extremely powerful, and you will not get the flippers this way you'll get actual people and when people start telling other friends what this is like me i know what it is like there's so many people that love their cats they love their dogs they love all their their animals more than they like humans and i'm and it's a crazy amount of people like i never knew like 60 percent of my friends are like and like like animals better than their family and i'm like uh okay uh, so it's definitely true. So again, you have you're tapping into like some of the largest audience base. So you're again the the Venn diagram crosses all these paths, right? Even if there's five thousand people on Twitter actively trading, I can tell you right now, probably four thousand of those people have pets, right? And then out of the four thousand, probably three thousand have cats. And all they have to do is buy one for their mom and buy one for themselves. And you know what I mean? Like there's just so many. I don't know. It's just my opinion. Again, uh, you don't. No one has to listen to it, but it's a. Uh, it's an interesting thing that there's so many horrible projects that I minted <laughs> in 2021 and in 2022 that were way more than this. And I mean, I bought a mint a mint pass like at one point to a project that never even minted, and I I paid like. I think it was like 0.5 ETH for a mint pass that never even minted. And I was just like, all right, well, you know, at the end of the day, like that's life, right? It's like you take that and you mix it into the loss and you try to win on the next one and be smarter on the next ones. Yeah, Lucas, but did you mint a Super Yeti for 0.18? I did. <laughs> Same. Dude, I did. I have one with 3D glasses, bro. It's still, it's, oh. it's still got its ugly feet hanging out with its toenails all over Dude, the place. Mine Oof. has... Mine has diamond hands and Bitcoin eyes. Oh, Bitcoin. Ooh, Bitcoin eyes. That was a keeper one for a while, man. I remember that's like one of the most beloved ones in the collection. Like everybody like is collecting Bitcoin eyes. So good, good grab, dude. I was lucky. You know, I remember like when they first minted it, like the metadata updated and it had this other one and then it updated again. And then I had the <laughs> one so I don't, I don't know what happened but, it um, sounds about I, right for those guys though yeah but i had friends that like should i buy should i do it and they bought for like 0.3 and you know i think with super yetis it's just a lesson learned as time goes on you know it's not every project can 
you know, you know, be hyped up so much and, and deliver as little. But, you know, I, I like Super Yetis because they have so much history and ties to the NFT community. So I look at it as something that, you know, you own a Yeti, like they'll kind of be like, you own Dogecoin? Like, it's kind of <laughs> like yeah, I own I own a joke of an NFT or I own a joke of a cryptocurrency. But at the end, <laughs> but hear me out, the joke oftentimes becomes reality and ends up winning. Um, I think Elon said that fate loves irony or irony. Yeah, fate that's loves it, irony. Right? Yeah, that's, yep. So it's like, yeah. it's funny that um, here we are. And uh, on the, on the, you know, hours away from the next Yuga mint process, that'll spur a lot of excitement into the NFT market, just as Bitcoin just did with the crypto market. I see a lot of correlation with these assets and things. And I look at the bigger picture, right? We're a sub you know, like the, the, it just seems the timing is right for a lot of these projects that have, you know, that are starting now and learned the the hard part of what makes this NFT collection successful and how do you appeal or appease investors slash holders, right? Like I think one thing that a lot of these quote blue chip projects have done poorly on is kind of uh, keep the investors and holders um, happy for a while, give them some airdrops of whether it be free stuff or not, but if there isn't that long-term play like some of these other major brands have, then you're just eventually going to lose the attention. And a lot of this is just attention, right? And it works both in good and bad um, in your favor. So I think something like um, the, um, the, the pet, uh, what's it called? The pets and what uh, Susan, the, what, what their team is doing is interesting. So I'm excited to see some change. And um, Lucas's comment a couple of weeks ago is that everybody likes cats and dogs, and um, I would have to agree. I own four dogs. So. Boom! See, <laughs> look at them. that's a lot of. By the way, dude, that might some might say that's too many dogs, bro. I mean, some might say at that. one point it was five. <laughs> one okay, that's all right. So it's what that's that, all right. It's not as bad as five. <laughs> Respect. That's a lot of dogs, bro. You must have a lot of space. Damn. Uh, no, I mean, well, they're spread out throughout. The, but uh, no, they're small. Um, one, one's uh, an old lab, two are French bulldogs, and one is an older um, rat terrier. So the little oh, they male are so, French okay. bulldog is mine. Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, no. I love those French bulldogs, man. They have great personalities. Oh, yeah, they do. But they're also stubborn as shit. And they, uh, they, I mean, anybody that owns Frenchies can attest to this, but like they're just a whole different type of breed of dog, and hence why they're so popular over the last couple of years. And they're only going to get more popular. And here's the best part, and I've said this because my I'm I plan on breeding my my male French bulldog. He's he's a year year and a half now, so he's at that point. And go figure. I'm like I don't know how much I would charge for you know a session or whatever they do in at the veterinary for this type of process because I'm not familiar with it. But go figure. Who just won the dog show? A blonde French bulldog named Winston. <laughs> Dude, I'm a, I'm a, so I'm like oh I think my dog's. Dude, no, no, more dogs for, no more dogs for you. I can't even have a conversation with this guy's dogs barking at him. That's it. You're done. No more breeding. That that and the Kush gods. Yeah. So you you're a uh, you're a real nice guy. You're a dog breeder, also. Is that what you're doing? No, well, I'm not an actual dog breeder, but my my intention tell, is to breed. Um, tell him the truth. That's how I met him. I showed up at his house. He was he had like 18 puppies. He was breeding. I bought one and I sold him a board ape. I only accept <laughs> Luna. So oh, that, 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 it, didn't, it didn't, it didn't really work out. So <laughs> is that why the fifth, that's why the, is that why there's no more fifth dog? <laughs> uh, I mean, Sorry. I had to like, I had to downsize a little bit. How, and, and then, and then, you know, it's funny. I converted. You gotta to go quote, spot. Sorry. I, I you invested in Luda. Coin and everything was safe. Not. Um, 
<laughs> but I don't know. In all seriousness, I think that, you know, as time goes on, new opportunities kind of expo- or, you know, unfold um, and you don't dwell in the past. So that's one thing I've kind of taken the time to do over these past couple of months in the downturn and the bear market is, you know, look at your positives and the things that you got out of the bull market and then look at your negatives. But like you need to remind yourself of the negatives so that you don't necessarily make or repeat those same mistakes in the next bull market. And so when I look at where we are in this cycle, it's it's pretty clear that NFTs are not dead. And in fact, they've outperformed. And when I say NFTs, I mean more like Yuga and some of these other major top top 10 projects have held their value better than your favorite cryptos, your favorite stocks, and your favorite whatever in the in the, in the overall market. So I think that, you know, applying traditional financial outlooks on NFTs is not a great play um because i still believe they're very speculative but also if they continue to do well and they thrive that just shows that they have the value that we have been talking about you know years ago so i look at this just from the how is it gonna work with the geopolitical environment and the um the majority of the traditional markets kind of in uncertainty especially with i don't know if anybody's paying attention the european banks are starting to collapse today yeah so, i did see that i did say that yeah i it's there's so much doom and gloom out there i'm trying to trying to i mean don't get me wrong i don't want to like close close the you know the topic of that we can definitely talk about that in a little bit but i think comparing projects that had just launched or you know, to the best project in the space, like that is our barometer of like success. I think that is such a bad idea to say, oh, but we're no, you know, we're, we're like, you know, board ape vibes or like, you know, um, you know, this is going to be like board apes or whatever, whatever the case may be. I think it's like dangerous because we're setting everybody up to fail. Like they got, they literally launched at the right time with the right stuff and talked to the right people. They got all interested. Everybody got interested in the, in the project, they, they just, again, it was like the right place, right time, you know, everything like, it's like all the stars align. There's so much luck in this stuff. And then be it for them to have like skyrocketed, like, you know, we don't really know like behind the scenes, like what magic really did happen, what partnerships really did happen, which marketing agencies slash influencers really had a, a hand in making that project uber successful you know maybe that was a litmus test that a bunch of like people got involved with and like let's see if we can actually make this actually kind of like go to the moon if we can like concert have a concerted effort behind it in a way like there's just no way to replicate a bull market you know the you know the the unicorn i would say of the nft space and then comparing everybody's project to that like is literally just doomed to fail you just won't be able to like just you can't replicate time and all that stuff you know what i mean you can't replicate luck you can't replicate all that whatever they did lightning in a bottle kind of a thing and the same thing happens with um same thing happened with d gods and and utes and stuff like that like they they got lucky too you know what i mean like they they were lucky during a bull market d gods you know and like again lightning in a bottle and and they just knew what to do with the hype afterwards where a lot of these projects didn't know what to do with the hype, right? So Yeti's minted, and that was huge hyped, like you said. They just didn't know what to do with the hype next, right? What were the next steps? And the next steps were clearly, I mean, you go by the Board 8 playbook, is to re- do like some kind of press release like every week or two or tweet 
saying like Post Malone now owns an ape or you know what I mean? Like Steph Curry is now own an ape. Like anytime they st- people started to question whether they should sell, I almost feel like they had like a marker when people started listing their apes, they they released some news. Like as soon as they get up to like tw- you know, 20 apes listed, okay, we released something new. And it was like a drip campaign of hype that they needed to keep up so that people held. And then if you held long enough, they paid you the money back you paid for your ape. So you don't need to sell it anymore. You made your ape, you know, your ape coin back. You, you got your mutant and you flipped it. You know what I mean? Like you did all those things where you're just like, you know what? I got all my money back and then some, why would I want to sell this? You guys said now, even it goes from 500 grand to a hundred grand. It doesn't matter. I made all my money back and now I'm just riding this thing. So, and it gives you like, obviously it gives you major clout too in the space. So there's that. Go ahead, Susan. You don't have to raise your hand. No, I think you're totally right. I think that that's a lot of how I see the space is, is there's too much of I launch and then eventually I'm going to come back to you with some stuff and it's not sustainable. You know, having worked in mobile games, you know, for, for years, we were kind of like one of the earlier free to play mobile game companies mm-hmm. uh, with our Doctor Who project. Yeah. It was blood, sweat, and tears for five years supporting that game with no marketing budget. We got it to 3 million installs by sheer force of will. And the, the way to do it was constant drip feeding. You yeah. know, we use we use a promo code system to get costumes to people, to get them to log into the app. So that's, we, awesome. that's how we paid for users, right? Was by giving them free stuff. Yeah, that's the way to do it, by the way. You yeah. know, like that's how you amplify your marketing reach as you target categories of people with giveaways and stuff. And that stuff works every single time you spend a dollar and you have a giveaway going to amplify that giveaway and some social proof backing it. Um, By the way, my company's called social proof, no big deal. Uh, And if you have social proof backing it, you could, it'll, it'll just spread like wildfire and you'll get like for, you know, the thousand social impressions you could buy or with the right flywheel effect in place, you could get 2 million, 3 million social, you know, earned impressions not paid for. And that's the way to actually really create a flywheel effect and like, you know, create user acquisition and bring it down from like, you know, the normal of like either like 10, five, $10 down to like below a dollar even. So it's fascinating. Yeah, and that- that's even another reason why we we didn't want to make this a free slash cheap mint, you know, where people said to us, well, if you don't need the money, why didn't you just make it free? And we would have minted out because I want the people here that I will want to reward. Yeah. You know, you, you join people up. That believe. I get it. It makes perfect sense to me. Back. Yeah. Like, I, I have no intention to ever let anyone, at least not on purpose, let anybody down, but you need to know who those people are first before you can reward them. You know, it makes sense to me. Go ahead, Tim. Um, it was something really interesting because I think being in, uh, you know, in the NFT space, web free space, DeFi space, uh, we see a lot of people talking about building technology and everyone in the NFT space talking about the mint. And as you guys said, they deliver something later on. Something really interesting again with Petaverse is we're seeing some of the, the biggest or the best, you know, technologists when it comes to AR, blockchain coming together and bringing technology in the space and actually educating a lot of people in spaces as well. And it's refreshing to see a project um, that is developing a project, but then also, Susan, you mentioned something about the platform you guys are delivering is going to be supporting or have the ability to collaborate uh, with other projects. So is there an onboarding process for many projects that are out there? Because that technology is something that's really been missing because everyone's talking about 
we're building a metaverse, you know, we're working on AR, uh, but we haven't really seen a lot of it come into fruition and you guys are actually got there and now you're delivering a mint. It'd be interesting just to see what that process could be or would be. Yeah, I think it's going to evolve over time. Like our immediate thing, like the reason why Dapper is one of our investors is, you know, they, we, you know, we got to know the Crypto Kitties team a long time ago. And uh, whilst we had to focus on the Mint, one of our first aspirations post Mint is to bring new life to Crypto Kitties, to be able to let you verify that you own a Crypto Kitty, to read your Crypto Kitties metadata, and to create you a new Petaverse pet based on your Crypto Kitty. And that's something we want to do with more and more projects, especially the ones that have rich metadata. And it's why we've created an open standard for metadata, because the more we all start to kind of get, get aligned with each other, the easier it is to do that, to sort of go one-to-one -one and say that there's a project out there. Like, we love the Doge Pound guys. They've been big supporters of us since we announced this. So imagine when we have dogs, if those Doge Pounds had the same sort of metadata information that ours do, it'd be really easy to take you across and make you something new. Um, and so, so basically, that's where we're coming from there. On the, the full-on tech stack for development, that's something that we're working on documenting so that we can make it really easy. We're going we're gonna to try to select a few people to work with to try to show how this works. But we've been doing it all along. All of our projects work on the same tech stack. So we know that that works. Um, we're going to have a Skunkworks team building smaller iterative experiences just for our Genesis holders to check out and, and, and give us feedback on. And some of them may turn into bigger projects, but we just want to start rapidly iterating on stuff that you could do with your pet and learning what people are enjoying doing and using that as our sort of, you know, beta testers of, of what this stuff can be. Wow, that was that was like a an audience of silence right there. What's going on? I like, I like I, Mike. I'm a big fan of awkward <laughs> silences. Like I, I like I encourage them. So I could never decide. Did I say something weird? No. Nope. Was was that exciting? No. Nope. Yeah. You know what's interesting on space is it's like people don't get the social cues. I was expecting someone to like speak back, and no one said anything. So I was like, wait, no one said anything. So I just had to unmute my mic and was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I heard her ending. But... I, I, th I thought that was more of a mic drop drop moment there. Like Susan, there's nothing more to say when Susan wraps up the conversation. I agree. She's amazing. I agree. She's definitely she's definitely a very skilled speaker and executive for sure petaverse spaces i gotta say i used to be really freaked out about having to do talks like not not talking i obviously like to talk but i used to get really freaked out when i was asked to give a speech because i'm I've, I've never really learned to memorize stuff like you have to and so i always felt really awkward and felt like i rushed and everything i gotta say twitter spaces is a master class in public speaking like right? any who has any concern should spend time on Twitter spaces talking because, you know, like what Josh just did, I had no concern with saying, give me your hard questions. I am sure I'll be able to, to swing with it and answer them. And you get that confidence from talking on Twitter spaces because you just have to freaking roll with it, you know? Yeah, you absolutely do. There's no question about it. There's a, a Petaverse account here, guys, up as a speaker. If you want to follow the, the real account, there's your chance right now. It's right up here. You know it's the real one, so you don't have to follow one. Have renewed PFP soon. You know, Elon made it so you couldn't change your PFP and not lose your blue tick mark, which seemed like a really stupid thing to do during Mint Week. But next week we will we will overhaul this and and get Bella's proper PFP on there. No, yeah, that's good. As long as we know, like everybody knows, like this is the this is the one. This is the the main account, so you don't like follow like some other account that you might get wrong. This is the chance. This is your chance to get it right. 
super sketch down there throwing hearts. He's being like all super sketchy and stuff like he always does. What's up, super sketch? Yo, what's up, man? I just got back from uh, Saudi Arabia. And what? This is the first space, dude. This, and I'm, I'm just super were you? At, were you? At, where were you? Oh, I went to uh, I went to a couple different cities. Um, nice. We went to like Doha and Qatar, and and then uh, went to Mecca and Medina. Dude, and Mecca, Canada. that seems so cool, man. History wise, man, that's cool. Yeah, dude, it was it was actually epic. You know, all the all the architecture there is just it's insane. You know, all that stonework is beautiful. But yeah, man, I'm just super super hyped to be back here and. Always hyped to be in your spaces, man. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate there's you. There's always alpha in these spaces. So. Right? right? Um, yeah, man. dude. I'm checking out. I'm checking them out right now. Pediverse. It's dope. Freaking love me some animals. Yeah, so it's dope, dude. It's it's literally 3D AR like cats. Like it's amazing, and there's so much more that goes into it. I'm not even doing it justice. Do you have your uh, Susan? Do you want to give your 30 second elevator pitch to Super Sketch real quick? Yeah, sure. Immortal digital pets launching on ethereum this week uh we're in uh we're in open mint uh public mint now and um you know this is the genesis collection this is the beginning and this is going to be probably the most handsomely rewarded genesis community of all time because you guys are fucking going with me on this on this journey uh and it's it's not easy but we've spent two years building uh for this ecosystem of experiences they're fully interoperable digital pets that you'll be able to bring across blockchains across games, across experiences. Uh, we've built a whole bunch of them. And uh, at Mint, you'll be able to, I should say at Reveal, at Reveal in about a week, you'll be able to bring your pet into an app on three platforms, uh, iOS, Android, uh, WebGL. And uh, we've got so much stuff coming. Like going back to that whole topic of like a live support thing, like we're we're doling this out the same way you said Yuga did. It's like, okay, now you've got VR. Now you've got breeding. Now we've got the next pet. We we haven't even talked about the Twitch integration. I forgot to mention we're building a Twitch integration so that you can bring your pet with you onto your Twitch stream and let your audience interact with your pet, give it a treat, thank them for subscribing, you know, etc. Um, and so it's really, you know, I, I I get asked like when game a lot. It's not just game. It's 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 when everything you want to do with your digital companion, and um, that I hope you'll never want to to lose. And the nice thing is, you know, we've made this I think to be something people want to keep, and even have their kids inherit. You know, in terms of this this growing metadata of what you the, the pet that you trained and collected stuff for over the years. But the wonderful thing is because of breeding, you'll still be able to get value out of this. You can keep something and there'll still be a way of tri- attributing value and being able to, you know, to what, you know, whatever one loves in Web3, sell stuff. You'll still be able to sell stuff. But I hope that people will keep the actual pet. That's really awesome. Um, you know, I'm an art technologist and I am heavy on the tech side. I'm an engineer myself, and uh, I was just, you know, I, I love hearing about you guys' project, and I'm wondering what you guys think sets you guys apart technology-wise. I think it's our approach to it. I, I've been making video games for 25 years, uh, my, my husband and I. Um, I started 2K Games and 2K Sports. My, my husband was a producer on some of the Grand Theft Auto titles, so we've always been around video games. Um, we, we have a lot of experience in augmented reality, which is, is, this is not an AR project, but this first experience, Mimatron is just, is just 
AR like you haven't seen before in terms of the, you know, the understanding of the space, the cat jumping up on your sofa and stuff. Um, this project was bringing all of that together. And, you know, we had this hobbyist interest in Web3. And we, we approached this like a game developer. We said, imagine if you were playing a game, Call of Duty, call it, and you had a PlayStation and an Xbox and a Switch. Imagine if you could have that experience with a shared source of truth, a universal save file, which will never happen. Those, those three companies will never get along. But that, that's, that would be an amazing experience for the user. You bought the game. Why should you have to keep buying it? And you should be able to continue to access your save file wherever you are. So we realized that Web3 could fix this, essentially. And so these pets, these Genesis pets, are built on Ethereum. But we will give you permission to use them on any blockchain that ever exists. And we do that by having this shared source of truth. So it's always the same pet. So the mass market doesn't have to bridge. We all know the mass market. My mom is never going to want to bridge her pet onto another chain. So instead we say, you know what? There's a shared source of truth. We, take, we took a really thoughtful approach to what's on-chain and what's off-chain so that we can have these pets and have them be mutable and have them evolve and have them grow and change, but be usable anywhere. So if I want to take my Ethereum pet into Sandbox on Polygon, which we plan to do, we'll, we'll, we'll clone your pet onto Polygon. It doesn't need to be its own NFT. It's just permission to use it there and to point to the same metadata. And now you can bring it into the Sandbox. And not only that, because our art style is flexible, you can reinterpret it in a voxel art style. And that's pretty magical. Um, and, and so that, that's really the fundamental of this. Isn't that everybody else can't do this? In fact, we encourage them to. It's why it's an open standard. But we're just taking a game developer's approach to this and saying, what's going to be important when these metaverses exist? Because for the most part, there's, there's not much there yet, right? We're in building mode of the metaverse. What's most important now is the plumbing, the subway system. How do we get stuff between it? What's the right way to build this so that we can facilitate bringing your stuff with you wherever you want to go? That's what sets us apart is the fact that we've spent the last two years solving that. And, and not in a, in a way that we want to compete with everybody. We've done it in a way that we can collaborate with everybody and sort of try to, try to lift the space. You know, I spent a lot of my time convincing game developers that Web3 isn't a scam. And then I spent a lot of time with Web3 folks trying to convince them of what is a scam because that game is never going to exist. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's where we come from. We, we, we really are here for the most holistic reasons. Like we, the, the notion that you can own your stuff take it with you wherever you want to go and the composability of being able to do new stuff with it. That's what web three is about to us. You put the rest of it aside. Web three is a database really. And it shouldn't matter what blockchain in the future any more than it matters. If you know your web two app uses Google cloud or AWS. Um, and that's how we have to evolve as a space. If we spend all of our time focused on floor price and flipping and manipulating these prices and stuff, we're never going to get there. Because it has to move beyond this. This, is, this, this, this NFT blur OpenSea thing is just one use case. Um, there's another version of an NFT that doesn't care about any of that, that just says this is provenance and this is what allows my thing to still matter 100 years from now. And that should have nothing to do with floor price. Yeah, that's okay. true. Go ahead, Super Sketch. Yeah, I mean, I, I, one, I'm, I'm just really intrigued, uh, especially um, with, with the fact that you guys are 
planning on translating um, the pets to, you know, different universes and also cross train across uh, different trains. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm really interested in what, like how you guys develop and where you guys are, where you guys are going to be. But I'm also interested in what you guys have available like right now. Like what tech do you guys have available right now that I could get my hands on? Yeah. So um, at the reveal, I don't know if you missed this part, um, a week from now, um, everyone's going to come back. And so even here, this is interesting as well to dig into. We, when, when we decided that we were going to focus first on Web3, you know, we, we, we toyed with Flow, we toyed with Polygon, and then we decided, you know what, the mass market's not there. We need to position this to the Web3 crowd who are going to understand what's special about what we built. Um, we said, well, how are we going to avoid sniping if we're going to blind box stuff and have all of this rarity? And so we created two smart contracts. One smart contract is for vouchers. One smart contract is for the pets. We've pre-minted the, the collection of pets, which we algorithmically assign you when you go to swap your voucher. And what the... Why would you do it that way? It's like, well, we did it that way to avoid, you know, people scamming the system and 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 trying to know, you know, which ones they, they wanted. Um, so when you come back and do this, this, this swap, and we've said now that everyone will get at least a rare pet for being willing to, 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 to take the risk and go on this journey with us. We want to make sure you get something freaking cool for it. So you'll unbox, you'll get a video. So we've built what we call our pet creation kit and the pet creation kit, which if Tom's still here in the audience, he architected this. This is what will You're you're rugging, Susan. Uh oh. oh. Yeah, you're, okay now? yeah, you're you were rugging a little bit there. I don't know if anybody else. I think I leaned back in my chair. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I don't think it was. I don't think that was the reason. Um, no. Um, anyway, so the, the, this 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 pet editor allows us to build uh, near infinite pets. You know, different different uh, body sizes and breeds and eye spacement and cyborg eyes and metallic textures and and fur and whatever else. And it allows us to define their characteristics. So the more rare a pet is, the more characteristics they have, like agile or arrogant or uh, fast or, or, or what have you. Uh, every pet has an element that it's aligned with, uh, one of the celestial cats. Uh, every pet has a morality, like whether it's good or evil or neutral and which variant, all of that is in there. And then what spits out when we mint a pet is a custom video which you'll see in a, in a week. And I, I, I would I'm very excited to see people sharing these online because it's you meeting your pet for the first time and finding out how rare it is and finding out anything you'd want to know about your pet. You'll get your PFP and then you'll immediately be onboarded to the Mimitron. Um, so you can play with that right there on our website. It's WebGL 60 FPS, really beautiful. And essentially we've created these animated sequences, but you've connected your wallet. So now we can swap it for your pet and you can create memes. Essentially, this is the main purpose of this tool is social sharing as opposed to gameplay. Um, if you play the app version of it, and if you have an iPhone pro, it will use a LIDAR in your iPhone. And even without it, it's a pretty cool AR experience with iPhone pro. I mean, you'll, you'll be amazed by how real it feels when your cat runs off around the corner or like jumps up onto a sofa. So we've built all of that and it's ready to go. We just, we just pushed an update to Apple and that is going to be ready for unboxing. Um, we've already built a VR experience for the quest Two. Um, that experience is already playable, um, within 
about four to six weeks of launch, we're going to start onboarding people within the Genesis community who have quests to play it. I'm even thinking about doing some giveaways of quests, you know, maybe just to get more people playing with VR. Um, we are building the Twitch integration, which isn't done yet, but the Twitch integration is going to start with a few influencers. We're going to get to bring the pets with them onto, the, uh, onto their streams. We have a chat GPD integration that we're working on, uh, which will allow you to go on a text-based mud adventure with your cat once a day. And the cat will behave based on the way. And if, if Terry's still down there, I, I, I shared this with Terry. And he was on phone calls and he kept texting me saying, my cat just said he loves me. And, and then he went off in this galactic adventure with his cat. It's, it's freaking amazing. And so these little experiences are why I'm so excited that we're live with a community now. Because I want to feed the stuff to the community. Um, you know, we had, one of my engineers spends an afternoon building a cat conga line. She grabbed a Unity asset for a cityscape threw a bunch of cats in there and started running around like a conga line collecting cats. And I imagine that eventually you'd come across a feral cat and the whole thing would split up. And then you try to see like how long a line or something like that. We're going to do a load of these like itch.io scale experiences. Like think of, think of Dookie Dash. And I, I talked to Garga about this at NFT Paris. I'm like, you know what? I think that Dookie Dash was really cool. I hated the name. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little too grown up to want to call something Dookie Dash, but that's cool. What I thought was awesome about Dookie Dash is it's something immediately achievable right now. It's going to take a long time to get to things that are being promised by everyone. All of these big metaverses so true. are going to take time to build, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I actually said the exact same thing. Like, you want to keep up the hype. They did exactly that by just launching a, you know... Theoretically, there was already that game structure out there on Unity, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that that runner type game. And all you had to do is reskin that game and you have a you have a you know a mobile or a, sorry, desktop version of that game and everybody had a blast with it. People were yep. trying to play, they were like hiring people to like win the game because there was like a very totally. unique that's, NFT. That's where mobile games started, by the way. Yeah. They didn't start with Call of Duty and MMOs, they started with Farmville and uh, yeah, you know the jewels and stuff. Trust me, but, <laughs> but to blow your mind here a second, everyone knows Dookie Dash. Think about Dookie Dash and imagine if it was your ape. And imagine if there were 20 experiences like it that you could take your ape between. That's the point of what we've built. That's the way to do it. I like it. I'm going to call on Toons down there. Toons, what's up? Hey, everybody. GM, GM. Sorry I had to drop off earlier. I had a call coming. You're good. Just wanted to... Uh to uh, pop in and uh, thanks for having me up and um, just say that I, I so stoked for this project. Um, I really, I stumbled on it just by accident. Uh, I was listening to the captain uh, morning talk and Susan was on there speaking, I don't know, a couple of months ago now and just started diving into the whole project and reading the white paper you know, multiple times. And I'm a tech guy, a uh, career tech guy myself and, you know, in the traditional finance and automation world. A lot of the stuff they they put out in their white paper is just just spot on. I mean, just totally Web three ethos all the way. And I was just so pumped to see like an established gaming company with the pedigree that, that Susan and the team have. You know, jump into this space. You know, and take the risks. It's two years to develop, and and just have a vision and and execute on it. And you know, here we are, mint mint week, and it hadn't gone as planned. And I don't really give a damn. Um, I, I, I believe in, in what they're building. I think the 10,000 DGENs or so that are in the Web3 space right now 
don't know what's going to hit them. They're not ready for it. They don't understand it. Um, I'm in another project that I've been involved in where, you know, we've done a lot of very cool things as well. It's been complicated and the space just doesn't want complicated right now. So that's okay. We'll keep building and we'll wait for them to come on board. So I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that Susan is, is, is not freaking out over the whole, you know, maybe the, the, the mint numbers not being where they are, but, but damn it, I'm, I'm acquiring as many as I can get my hands on because there's 40 million households just in the U S that, that own cats. So you've got a target mark, you know, market right there out of the gate. And that doesn't count all the ones that aren't cat owners or that want to be cat owners or that can't be cat owners because they have allergies, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not Me. even a cat owner. And I, I fall into the same sort of thing that one of your early speakers talked about. I'm, I've never owned a cat. I will probably never own a physical cat. But uh, I'm a, kind of a dog maxi. But but this concept is just, I mean, it's just way out there. And I just think the market's going to have to catch up. And I love to hear about the whole app, the app side of things. I mean, you went to the trouble, Susan, of, of getting the app, you know, in the app store and Google and all that stuff. Well, I'd love for you to talk more about the, the normies, if you will. And I hate using that term as well, that, you know, haven't been exposed to this at all because they're not on Twitter and they're not on discords and, you know, maybe they're floating around in IG or TikTok or Facebook, what have you. But will I, as a, let's say I, I, I'm a holder, I, I download the app, I walk into a friend's house and I start showing him this thing. Will he be able to immediately pop into the app store, download the app for free and play around with, the default cat, as you've mentioned before, out of the, you know, right out of the box, and then and then the big the big challenge is then to get them to upsell because that default cat doesn't have maybe all the capabilities and features uh, that that someone who's a holder has. So I, I'd love for you to talk more about that if you can, and if if you can't, because that's you know information. Yeah, that no, I, absolutely. I'm glad you asked. Yes, there's a there's a there's a, a loner cat from us in there. We are. <laughs> It's interesting that you say about restrictions on what they could do. Apple's really difficult. You know, I, I don't think that's going to surprise anyone here. And Apple has a policy that you can't unlock functionality um, through, a, through a purchase outside of the App Store. So we've had to be very careful to not run afoul of Apple's rules in this area. It was very exciting that they approved the app, despite the fact that we have MetaMask integration. And that's exactly the reason why, well, there's two reasons why there's a, there's a loner cat in there is first of all, because exactly what you said, we want people to fall in love with it and then want their own cat to be in there. Secondly, if there's no cat in there, then Apple wasn't going to prove us. It's hard to get, to get out there app store which is unfortunate we should all have control over this stuff it shouldn't be web 2 a store out there telling us what we can and can't do uh in our experiences but yeah absolutely i think it's really exciting that people are going to discover it through the app store you know it's it's not the focus um but you know long term it will be you know my my expectation of how this is all going to evolve is look right now we've sold this super exclusive amazing genesis pass but, you know, in the future, we're going to see mass market opportunities where maybe you get to pick your cat. Like, I think the mass market's going to want to choose. And then I think eventually they're going to want to be able to design it themselves. 
And then, you know, so I, I think that it'll evolve like that. So I imagine in the future, we'll have an app where you can create your own cat. And it's not, a, I like to think of it as like a pre-NFT. And then you could have the opportunity to mint it. And this makes it safe for kids. You could have a custodial wallet that the parent has custody over. I think it's really important that we find a way to make Web3 safe for kids. I got a kid. I want him to own the stuff that he buys. So we need to make it safe for, for, for you know, the young population as well, because they all understand blockchain. They all want to get involved. But we have to figure out a way to make it safe for them. 1,000%. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I've, I've alluded to some of these things in some Discord chatter, um, whereas, you know, We've purposely left out the common cat out of out of this first OG mint, and and now maybe it's even we've left the uncommon out now as well. But so what what that prevents was, that you? That was a tactical decision for sure. Right, You're right, right. What what prevents you from you know obfuscating the whole concept of an NFT with these common and uncommon cats that that someone could purchase maybe through the app store and behind the scenes, okay, maybe they're represented as an NFT, uh, but the user, the end user, the the other rest of the world population minus the 10,000 DGENs that are in Web3 doesn't care about that it's an NFT, nor they need to know that it's an NFT, but powered in the background, it is an NFT. And oh, by the way, it's yours forever. And you can customize it, build on it. It can learn, grow, et cetera, et cetera. So um, just some of those things just fascinate me from, from a technical standpoint. And, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why I'm here. I, I totally agree with you, you know, and I've, I've always expected it, it to go that route. I think that it's the problem with the expression NFT. And I think it was like Leap said this on his space. You know, I go on his space a lot and he made this comment that was, that was really true. That is NFT means too many things right now. It's like too big a bucket. You know, it's, you know, it's art projects you know, stuff like what we're doing, it's NFT games, it's so many different things that all have, you know, the same, and everyone has the same expectations of them when you think about price points and collection size and all of that. And we need to start to separate them because it's, it's, it's not fair to hold them all to the same sort of, you know, expectations. And so I think you're right, because like, what is an NFT really? It's the provenance of something being, you know, being on the blockchain. We don't really need to talk about that so much in the future. In the future, it won't really matter. You're just going to know as a user, I bought this thing and I can take it with me. That's cool. Right. You know, I, can't, I can't wait for that, that day to happen. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what's going to push this space forward is us stop calling it NFTs. And we're just going to be like, yeah, I have a digital asset. And people are just going to be like, is it on chain? Like that'll probably be the, you know, let's be honest, that'll probably be the question. So yeah, in terms of cats, like again, I'm looking at the top search results and like cats are far and above. They take the top three spots in terms of searches on Google. Uh, and then it's like dogs and a couple of other types of dogs. So it's definitely, uh, you definitely chose the right category to go after, cat category to go after. Um, I'm going to go over to, is it Christian? I can't tell what your name is. Cristiano. Cristiano, what's up, man? Lucas, thank you so much for having me up here. Pleasure. Um, I wanted to, I had to come up and say hello uh, to Susan. Actually, Susan, we met at um, the event that Darwin threw in LA with you. Um, oh, because, yeah. Awesome. I was hey. the one who came up after and was gushing about um, how awesome and how 2K games changed my life and just how amazing it is that you're coming in the space. And um, I remember we spoke back then and I was like, hey, when you get in spaces, uh, it's on like Donkey Kong. And so it's on like Donkey Kong. Here we are. <laughs> um, so I'm so excited. I was just checking out the website. Uh, I was going to make my vouchers and everything like that. And, uh, I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to get my cat. I am also allergic to cats. That does not stop me from rubbing them in my face. I love <laughs> smooshing them into my eyes 
and then I don't care. I'm puffed up for the rest of the day. Um, so this is great. I can actually have a cat that I, you know, I can smush. And uh, shout out to all my, this is just so cool. It's two worlds colliding. This project is really important to me. Uh, you're really important to me coming into this space because it's kind of like my web two job and web three jobs colliding. And so half this space is people I know from web three and the other half is people I know from web two. It's really interesting. Um, so I just thank you for coming here. And this is, this is awesome. Love oh, it. Thank you so much. I, I can tell you're a friend of Darwin's. Um, that that night was such a friggin' blur to me. We, when uh, was that, by the way? I didn't get invited to that. October. And I live, and I live in L.A. I live in, October, in yeah. L.A. We, we had we had the wildest party. It was before I knew you. We're gonna we're gonna do something at NFT New York. I'm sure of it. Um, but we had um, so we nothing had at L.A. Nothing at L.A. Nothing at the L.A. I'm gonna make it. But we, we, we had stuff together. We had Chester C. We had Elijah Blake. Uh, we had we had the, the Namin twins. It was it was I was I was by far the least cool person in the room, and uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> well, you like brought all these people together, yeah, that I hadn't seen in forever, Susan. Like I hadn't seen all those people in one room since like YouTube and Vine, you know. So I was like, oh my god, what a reunion! So it's just it's really cool. Great great way to set the tone with us. <laughs> it's Shazam there for God's sake, you know. It was it was crazy. Darwin knows how to throw a party. I'll, I'll give him that. Yep. I don't know, Darwin. Maybe I do, actually. I just don't like... There's so many, like, names in this space. Like, I think I know four Darwins, actually, in this space, like, with the na the screen name Darwin, so... <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. There is a... Like I said, there is a lot of... Obviously, there's a lot of Web 2 slash Web 3 crossover here, but it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's just games and tech, guys. Like, that's what we're all... We're all like excited about, and this is a subcategory that we're using for blockchain. So it's exciting times yeah. to have like this technology come into the space and then have like big players who know what they're doing, like Susan does and her team. And it's very well thought out. Like the entire thing is a business, guys. This is not a just some project, it's a business, and it's going to be around. It's got staying power. I believe in it. Um, that's my opinion. And by the way, I am not paid to say that. I don't own a cat. Um, I, you know, I'm not paid to say it at all. This is just a space and I'm supporting Susan as a person and her project. Yeah, same. I'm just gushing as a fan, like, because I also, as a blockchain gaming fan, like I came in to web three through blockchain gaming and just seeing, uh, Susan come into the space in October and, 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 and like announce her intentions in a big way. Like we're really doing this. Uh, I've been going, you know, balls to the wall for, forgive my expression since October, because because of that just because i've seen that was for me you were a market indicator i was like oh it's coming oh it's coming we got to get ready so i've been you know building my own games getting things ready uh really refocusing my my energy on on you know this is a great way to independently web3 is a great way to independently fund and try out games you know um till you find a great killer game loop and then when you have that killer game loop you can scale on that you know but a lot of times it takes a few iterations right susan you know this <laughs> you ran a design studio, game design studio right so um, and if you want, you, you gotta know, be willing to put yourself out there and fail, you know, that's what I mean. Like, and, and if you could like talk a little bit about that, cause I had some people asking me about that yesterday and talking about fear of failure was yeah. holding them back. And I was like, you should embrace failure and fail fast. So. Yeah. And you, and you gotta like, you know, figure out how to, how to, how to turn it into, into success as well. You know, when we, when we launched our mobile game, you know, back in 2013, this doctor who game, we had no money for marketing. Um, and, uh, you know, we came out with a bang with a bunch of featuring and uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand users, and then it was like the next month. It's like, oh wait, people are falling off. What do we do now? 
And um, we, we, we really had to, uh, had to push, you know, we were going to Doctor Who events and putting it in people's hands. We did this, we did, we did a, a, an advent calendar promotion where every day you go into Facebook, this is when Facebook was popular, and we gave away a promo code to come into the game and unlock a costume. Like, so we really like, it was just blood, sweat and tears. Like there was no way we were going to let it fail. And, um, and we supported it for like six years. And to this day, I have people asking me to bring it back. And we, 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 we had this devoted audience that are still friends of mine. And I, I, this is hearkening back to the same thing. When I see people like Toons and, and Twitter Bay and Riggs and, you know, and all these people who are like rallying and sending me DMs all week and saying, how do we support you? Because you're doing something important here and you have to keep going and drown out the noise. It reminds me of those early days. Like I'm, we're finding that community again. And, uh, and, and in some ways, you know, in some ways I'm glad it hasn't gone as easy as we thought it was going to be this week, because I think it's rallied everyone around the fact that there's a problem. If we could build this much and come out there and get fighted by people saying it should be, it should be free um, and just caring about floor price and not uh, not taking any time to understand the project, then Web three's got a, a, a crisis, an, an existential problem that we need to address. Like, so uh, yes, you know, this is a rallying cry. <laughs> Thank you for seeing it. I mean, it, it, it sometimes takes outside eyes. You know, I've I've been a uh, you know in in this space for the last year, I guess, and doing I've done a Twitter space every single day for two hundred and ninety days on episode 291 today. Um, I think when I saw you, Susan, I was on like the hundreds or something like that. But um, because of that, I've been here every single day and I've seen the space and I've seen people leave and I've seen the bear market or the bull market. And uh, it's, it is that we, like you just showed more follow through in that sentence and description than most projects even show like that, <laughs> that, that description of how you were like, Oh, and then we went out and we made this and we made this campaign. Like that's, what's missing a lot of times is, is just a really good, like, let's sit down and think about our marketing on this project and people go, Nope, I'm leaving. I'm abandoning the project and they rug the project and they move on to the next one. And it's like, they're like, we already have holders. We'll build another thing. And it's that it's this continuous, like they don't want it. Not, I'm not trying to speak unequivocally, obviously, but a lot of projects in this space don't want to sit down and really uh, reinvestigate what they did and really be like, go back to the drawing board a lot of times, you know? And so it's just great having like expert marketers such as yourself come into the space and be like, Hey, maybe the product itself is not broken. It's just the way it's being presented and yes. you know, the, the, the pitch. Yeah. And literally the conversation I had with Darwin early this morning is I said to him, you know what, we're going to be the anti rug. And, uh, and he, he got, he got chills for a moment and, and it's true as opposed to one of these projects that just, you know, 10 minutes, they, they, they sold out to a lot of bots and stuff and then disappeared. We're like, you know what? We're not going to mint out in all likelihood this week. Maybe, you know what? Maybe Web3 will surprise me, but that's okay. We're not going away. We already built. We've got 30 investors. I've got nearly 30 people. We're, we're here to stay no matter what happened to this mint. And, and so I'm calling that the anti-rug, and I think it's really important and empowering. Yep. I wouldn't really call it the anti-rug. I think that term gets thrown around a little too much. Rug and scam and all that stuff gets That's fair. chucked right. around. I say, we, I say we try to go around those terms and start just saying, yeah, I wouldn't even say failure. Just be like, didn't meet expectations. And we're, you know, we're basically pivoting to get better at it. So um, I, all I know is that because, you know, started doing spaces back in April of 2021 and like, and I did every day as well. So it's like, 
I've seen literally everything in this space. Like, and, uh, you know, no one forces anybody to buy an NFT. I, I don't know why people don't remember that really important piece of like NFTs is like, no one tells you or forces you, you know, when you pull the trigger on an NFT, you are buying an NFT. Like, I don't understand how anybody can be like, I listened to like Sam Smith and he was like, he just convinced me. It's like, no, you convinced you. So rugs and scams, all that stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. If you like the art, you like the community, it's not a rug and a scam. If you make one valuable connection out of an NFT, it's not a rug and a scam. If you make one friendship out of owning an NFT, that's more valuable than a $200 mint, $300 mint, whatever it is. And if you're buying assets like a cat, a virtual cat like she has right now, which is amazing, by the way, because again, there's zero, almost zero innovation in this space. The innovative process that you're working with right now, I think it's really important to like, again, people do treat all NFT projects, all NFT mints and drops and everything the same. And we're not going to change that, you know, switching it, you know, up the language or coming at it in a different way for marketing. You're just not going to shift them. Like you're not going to, there's too much pioneering cost to like, oh no, but this isn't a regular NFT. It's like this. And that's what separates us. It's the, it's the pioneering cost of like trying to like make people understand a new thing is just too high and you're going to lose like almost everybody when you do it. So if you're going to do an NFT drop, it's just, it's an NFT sale, right? It's, that's what it is. You're minting NFTs and it's a really cool thing you're minting that gives you access to the entire ecosystem you guys are building right now. And that's the selling proposition for me is that if you really take it seriously, game developers, all this stuff, like I would even say there's a, there's a guy in this space called double eight. He's a game dev too. And he's building for web three, get, you know, get him interested in stuff like that. And he'll oh, double eight's awesome. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, interrupts a lot of people. Why, why people are talking, but yeah, he's totally a good dude. Um, He's uh he definitely knows. And then there's a couple of other ones. You already know uh Bordy Elon, so he, you know, you got his got his uh yep. blessing because he's a great guy. Yeah, I, I think there's just I, I think people are gonna treat it the way they're gonna treat it. And the price is the price, and it may it does leave it unattainable for some people because they're it's not a flippable, at least it's not being treated treated as a flippable speculative asset. And you know, it's okay that it's not. And it's kind of like if everybody could afford a Rolex, you know, I don't know how much, I don't know how many people would want a Rolex anymore. So it's, you know, you're, you're kind of closing the door on some people and that's because you feel like it's not your audience and that's okay. And when people attribute value, when you do a free mint, they, they treat it like it's free. You give somebody something for free, even though it's worth thousands of dollars, even sometimes People will treat it like crap because they didn't pay. They didn't pay for it. They didn't spend money on it. They didn't do anything for it. So I think it's important to actually, you know, especially in a project like this, it's super unique. It has application for the future. It has an ecosystem being built for it. It has breeding functionality and all the things that, you know, people like actually want to hear about. Like it's got literally every utility in the book. And I think it's interesting to have people treat it just like a regular, another regular old mint. 
So um, there's so many projects that had floors. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to br- like bring up projects, but like Moonbirds, I'm pretty sure it was like a two and a half ETH minimum to like buy into them. And, you know, they're not, they didn't, they didn't have their big event. They didn't have their big uh, proof summit. They, you know, the floor of their projects kind of like lower than low. And I don't want to talk about floors either, but you know, at the end of the day, some of these people paid like 30, 40 ETH. And again, speculating <laughs> on these NFTs and they're mad at the process of them buying something for 30, 40 ETH. And then it's now, you know, four and a half, five ETH. And it's like, guys, like no one made you buy a 30, 40, 50 ETH Moonbird. Take responsibility. You bought it because you had the FOMO and you thought it was going to a hundred. Like that's just the way it is, I think. And I think that's the, that's the mindset here. And you can't change it. It's because there's just not enough people and nobody, nobody really cares like to think of it any differently. Like they just want to, when flip, when, you know, when mint out, when this, when that, and then they just want to keep going and make their ROI. And, but you did it, like I said, I think you're doing it the right way. You want a good community. You're getting a good community with this. And even if it takes a while to build, it's ne- I don't think it's ever a failure. Right. So you can build, you know, you can mint out, you can mint 50 a day for, you know, a long time and you're getting 50 new members every day. And then, you know how the laws of compounding work. It's going to just grow exponentially from there eventually. Um, And they're great. I think they're great gifts. Of course, I'm not giving financial advice. Um, And again, I'm not incentivized to even say this. I just love new technology here. Like I love the idea of new things actually being developed. But everybody's like, oh, we're changing the paradigm. And like they, they give like a black hoodie people like we're 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 changing the world and they release a hat or like oh you know not because you have a twenty five thousand dollar pfp you can have a free hamburger at the shop oh thanks that's great that's <laughs> <a> great utility <laughs> that's utility all right i'm adding somebody up here tim what's up so i think it's great i Susan, let me tell you if you uh of course the lo- timing of the launch like you could not have timed like you could not have known like Silicon Valley Bank was going to crash and like all these other banks are like, like being questioned and stuff like people are, it's just weird. And when we, we did think about pushing it and I was Sunday night, just as I was going to sleep and I was still nervous, we got word that, you know, that the, they were being bailed out. And then I woke up Monday morning to most of my friends saying, wow, this is going to be the euphor- the most euphoric day in ages. In, 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 in Web3, what a great day to mint. And then gas price prices shot up to like 150 and, you know, Ethereum price, you know, value shot up, everything shot up. And, you know, so obviously that was, that wasn't, that was not the, the takeaway from it, that it would be a day of euphoric bliss and NFTs. Yeah. You but, know, that's yeah. funny that you said that though, like back in 2021, I promise you like $200 gas prices were just, they were just par for the course. We literally, I was buying um, NFTs, like 0.08, 0.09 ETH, and I was paying an extra $200. And all you do is to rationalize those fees is just go, okay, well, this is how much it's going to be. And this is a flipper mentality, by the way. So they just go, it's just like how Amazon used to be. Like before they did like the, 
prime shipping and stuff like that, you'd be like, okay, the, the price of this item and which is why prime works, they just roll in the average cost of the price, you know, price of shipping 90, you know, it's like the 80, 20 rule or the 90, 10 rule where it's like, you know, 90% of our products are under this, you know, under this weight so we can ship it and still make a profit and sell and, you know, like off a of prime and same thing goes with like gas. You just bake it into the final cost and you go, okay, 0.15 ETH. What is, what is, uh, you know, $200 an ETH. Is it another 0.1 ETH? You know? So that means your cat's now 0.25 ETH. And then you're like, okay, cool. But that's the flipper mentality where it's like, okay, now I have to sell it, get my money back, buy like two or three of them. Cause I, I the three rule and stuff like that. So it's interesting that people aren't thinking that way right now. Um, just a different market dynamic, you know, it's interesting. Tim, you got your hand up. Go ahead, man. Thanks, Lucas. I want to thank you for sharing a narrative now that I've really been wanting to hear just said the best way possible. So um, the reason why I come here is because NFTs, if I truly want to support NFT artists and I'm not one, I don't want to mint just to make money off of you. I want to have your utility. And now, of course, on my end, it's just so that way, as a musical artist, even if other musical artists may do what I'm not trying to do, just for my end, I want every single world to eventually be a part of a show that I'm playing. And then I want your NFTs, whoever I buy, to be whatever game is happening that's interacting with the audience. And instead of it being about me, I feel, and I kind of want the feedback on this in final, I'm thinking this is the best way possible I can support the NFT community without trying to make money off of everybody. It should make money off of itself. But if I have the utility and the gaming is there and the shows are there and I have my avatars, well, then I'm kind of buying into all of you. And instead of trying to get rich off of you, I'm, I mean, I'm sharing the, the utility to bridge the world together. And I feel that's where everything should happen. So the business happens on its own and I'm just being supportive of the artist. And then last but not least, so that way I could sit there in my mind and say, well, then I'm truly a fan of NFT artwork, even if I am an artist myself. And I definitely do not make NFT art nowhere near what any of you do, by the way. So once again, um, thank you so much, Lucas, for, for sharing these combinations of words. And it's beyond just a compliment. I, I wouldn't share how it really ties into what I'm working on. And thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's, um, you know, I think it's also a weird, a weird toxic loop we get into where like people are not allowed to make money in the space. Like, I don't understand what that even means. Like we're all here to profit and make money at some point or another. We're all in business guys. Like why is it bad for an NFT company to make money? Like it's kind of ludicrous to me that anybody would think that's a bad thing. If you have software and you need that software to do your job. There's your utility. And if you have to pay for it, you have no problem buying it. If you buy Netflix, it has a utility. It entertains you. Are you mad at Netflix for making money? Are you mad at these software companies for making money? Not really. You know, you're really mad. They're usually mad because they're not a bag holder, right? So they're like, the bag holders typically aren't mad when they're... Only if the price is going up. So that's another thing. I mean, people just don't want to see this, this business is people just don't want to see other people win in this space. It's a weird dichotomy where it's like only certain people are allowed to win. And the people who pick who decides to win are the ones that 
like it's that are i don't know it's just such a weird thing like it's like we're all gonna make it not you yeah we're we're so yeah it's uh i, I think yeah, if, but, but look at how, how easy can you change that narrative like you know in one well, of I'm, cha- I'm changing it right now i'm literally every time i have a space i'm making sure people understand it's Let's okay go. to make money it's not you're not draining the liquidity out of the space you're you're providing value Price. enough sustainability right for yourself and your holders yeah you're providing value enough that people are going to spend money on your service it's simple as that and if people like it they'll hold on to it and they'll treasure it and you know whatever they're going to play in the ecosystem with it they're going to enjoy it or if they don't like it anymore they have the power to sell that asset on the secondary market so just know your power of getting out of something you don't like is just to sell the asset and move on to some other community or, or company and, you know, work with, work with them and see if you have a place there, you know, not every community, not every tribe is going to be for you. So just, just, just for some understanding, go ahead, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> um, Susan. So it's, it's kind of hilarious. Cause like when you released the, minting details about like oh it's going to be vouchers and i thought for a second like it like nagged at the back of my head i was like you know what i need to i'm going to approach like with own the doge with the dow um this was before it even said like the number of it but just the vouching system and i was like look Use some funds from from the Dow, like let's herd some cats. Um, like I'm so full in on this idea, and you know that. Um, also the stuff that we've done, like in Sandbox, and I'm like, I this this is like, we need to do this. And I got a whole, like mouthpiece of of people that just don't understand what the Dow is for, and they were like speculating floor price, and like oh rug, and I'm like, oh my god, you guys don't get it. And, and it was, it's not even like up to them. And then when it went to three, I was like, okay, update. There's up to three, like let's mint three. And then we'll just figure out like how, how to use it. Because like, I'm offering this, like my position to you. And I'm like, if you don't want to do three, then sponsor me for one. And you know, like, I'll provide like just how we use it. Anything like our community can do. And there, and then there was more speculation of that. I'm like, look, the minting date is coming. And then the the bank I was like, oh god, now now what are people gonna like? They'd be like, oh no, this is probably not good. And uh, but the the funniest part is that like we we initiated a project, like voted on it, um to. I think she rugged. I think there was, I heard a weird zoom. Oh, Susan. So you got to leave in three minutes. So we, we, let's wrap up a little bit. Wait, she got to leave in three minutes. Hey, Susan. There we go. There's Stacky. Hey, hey, Susan. <laughs> like my, one of my favorites in this space. I love that you're here. Thank you. You're awesome. She is pretty awesome. I, I can vouch. Your stacks. Right? Oh, 100%. Siri, yeah. can I ask Siri, Siri's talking to me, station. sorry. Hey, so, uh, what, what, 
Hey, Facero, if you want to go now, man, go for it. But let's, uh, we got to keep it real short. She uh, literally has two minutes before she's got to jump. I, oh, I'm so bummed. I, I, I'm i going to, like, later tonight, I'm going to be on Bunch You Space. If anyone wants to hear me blather on even more than I have, I'm going to be back on, on stage later because Bunch You invited me up. So this is, I thought I was having a quiet night. It's turned into my Twitter space night, and it's awesome because I am, I'm so one of us by this stuff, you know? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead Everybody face. wants to hear from you, Susan. And, uh, you know, seeing as soon as I was told that you had three minutes, I was, I was uh, desperate to get on. Um, I've got such respect for you. And I think, you know, people just the, the, the big issue that you've got is the fact that people have short term views. And uh, there's, there's still a lot of people out there that have long term views. And I am one of those people that think you are going to smash the space. I think once people realize what you've got. I think, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's probably one of those slow starts. I think it's just timing everything else, but I absolutely adore you. I think what you've got on the table right now is fantastic. So, you know, I'm wishing you all the best. And as for gas price, I saw, I saw people moaning about it, but I, I got uh, one at $5 and one at $8. And, uh, I saw a couple of people moan and then they refreshed the page and then it went down to about $10. So maybe there was some glitch somewhere in the system. There's something weird going on with MetaMask. Uh, I was just alerted that um, something's going on with a MetaMask update today that's messing with people. You have to disable all other wallets besides your minting wallet and hard refresh and then you should be okay. But apparently this is a MetaMask issue that one of my investors made me aware of today. Um, so I don't know if that's that's related to it. I know that also there's some weirdness on Ethereum where if you don't have enough money in your wallet to cover the actual gas. Yeah, that always throws, happens. Yep. It throws right? like a crazy number. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so if you don't have like, enough, if you don't I have enough ease. I'm like, it's not, I promise it's not. Yeah. That's, that's you. That's so that's user error. Like if people don't know about that, that means they just don't know they haven't minted ever before in their lives. So yeah, if you, if you don't have enough ETH in your wallet, it'll throw some crazy gas price at you like thousands of dollars possibly. And, uh, just know that this means you don't have enough gas, like, like ETH in your wallet for the transaction fee. So I think it's like, trying to shame you you don't have enough so we're going to just show you some crazy ass numbers yeah awesome. yeah i i learned that the hard way a long time ago back in a long time ago back in like um july or something of 2021 when i went to mint something and i was like whoa gas prices are crazy my friend's like no dude you don't have enough eth and i was like oh my bad, my bad. yeah i have to say that, that my worst experience on that one was i can't remember what it was i was trying to mint but it came in as the uh the gas was twenty thousand dollars I was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to spend that $200 on that. I don't know, man. It's not that, it's not that, I think $200 is so like cheap still to my, I'm still skewed from all no, that. No, I meant, I, I meant the NFT was about $200 and the gas right. was 20000 Yeah, that's worth it, dude. Worth every penny. <laughs> that was definitely worth it. You're the... yeah. Anyway, I'm absolutely gutted. I've, I've missed Susan uh, and I only jumped on at the end. But uh, unfortunately, mic problems has caused me major issues. But uh, I'm glad I ju jumped in at the end to catch you, Susan. Oh, thank you. It's recorded too, right? Because yeah, of course. Yep, it's always recorded. You guys can like play it back anytime you want to. You know, it's on my timeline. And uh, I also upload it. So if you guys want to listen to it again also, it's on iTunes and Spotify and Google podcast, Amazon music, everywhere. It's literally everywhere. It's in, it's even in Detroit, Michigan. Who would have thought, right? Crazy. Anyway, um, 
Let's wrap up the show. Susan's got to go. So, Susan, it was a pleasure again having you on. I love your project. I think it's going to do really, really well. Lots of projects have had slow starts. Um, Apes were one of them. They didn't mint out right away. You know, it was a slow start. So just know that you're what you're doing, the tech that, you know, everybody's looking for and everybody's talking about, you're actually doing. Everybody wants to see this like tech. Everybody wants to see this new stuff. And then all of a sudden you you do new tech. You do all this new great stuff, utility that people want. And then, you know, there's people that are just like, well, that's not enough now. So lower the price. And then that's not enough now. You know, it's like there's always something. So you're doing something right if people are talking about you. Um, if people are saying you're doing something wrong, people are still talking about you, which is great. So keep doing you. And I think you're going to do just fine. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for you and I have your back. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people in this space do. And I th- like I said, you're trying to do something good and you know, you're never going to please everybody. Um, so just keep going. You got this. I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me up here. Appreciate Always. everyone. Out. And I, I hate to leave where there are still people with questions. Uh, no, I would have gone on for hours. Um, so yeah. Go do so, your thing, and uh, we'll. I'll catch up with you on Spaces later tonight, too. Appreciate I'll, I'll everyone listen in. here. If, if you do, man, please join our Discord. We've got the, the greatest Discord-gated channel going with the folks who've, who've, uh, who've minted this week. Um, it is, it's become my happy place. So jump in the Discord. Been. Jump in the Discord, everybody. When you get a chance, exactly. jump in that Discord. If, as soon as you mint, and you, know, and you are going to mint, because I know I have a feeling you're going to see this and be like, man, that's cool. Um, so we will see you tomorrow. Same time guys, 9am, another show, another game. 